Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting. They can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1144, Prevent the Big Mistakes and the Root of All Evil, both by Al of faconfessions.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host, and a very happy Monday to you. Hope you had a good weekend. And I have two posts today from Al of FA Confessions. So without anything further, let's get right to them as we start optimizing your life. Prevent the Big Mistakes by Al of faconfessions.com. There is a lot of focus on what to do when it comes to personal finance rather than on avoiding the big mistakes. Avoiding common pitfalls is a lot more effective, but very rarely discussed. The action-oriented to-do strategies are simple. Contribute to a retirement account early and consistently. Stay invested during market downturns. Leave equity in a primary residence until you're ready to sell. And do not do anything stupid. The big mistakes and pitfalls that are so common involve breaking these rules. Let's look at a story about Bob and Jolene to illustrate some of the biggest mistakes. Bob and Jolene are in their early 50s. They've accumulated more than $500,000 in 401k and IRA accounts. They've lived in their primary residence for more than a decade, and they have about 150k in equity. If they stayed the course, stayed invested, and aggressively paid off their mortgage, they could probably retire comfortably in their early 60s. Here's a mistake-filled scenario. Spooked by friends and news reports that a recession is imminent, Bob and Jolene move their $500,000 in investments to cash or a more conservative portfolio in order to protect it until the market improves. Since they feel like they're in a forever home, they pull money out and refinance to do some long-awaited home improvements. They've always wanted a screened-in porch, luxury appliances, and new kitchen cabinets. Cashing out 50K from their home's equity to fund these updates seems reasonable since they plan to live there for a long time. Mistake number one is moving funds to cash or a more conservative portfolio. Mistake number two is taking equity out of their home. On the surface, Both mistakes seem like reasonable, even safer decisions with minimal long-term consequences. Let's say everything does end up working out in their favor. The stock market drops after they go conservative, and the housing market takes off after they refinance. They've dodged a bullet in losing money with the stock market and gained even more equity in their house. Theoretically, this makes both decisions seem logical and well-planned. As with so much in life, reality often looks very different from the theoretical. The real-life outcome of these two common mistakes looks much more like this scenario. After going conservative with investments, the stock market eventually recovers, but, fearing another drop, they stay hyper-conservative. This leads to missing out on any benefits to the improving market conditions. After their first renovation projects, and with even more equity in their home, they decide to refinance again. After all, it's time for a new HVAC system and a master bath remodel. Bob's always wanted a rainfall shower and Jolene has dreamed of a garden tub for years. So they pull out another 40K in equity for these updates. Where do you think this scenario will leave Bob and Jolene financially once they reach their 60s? 
likely with a larger mortgage debt and only slightly more in their cash or investment accounts. Repeated cashing out of home equity brings them more debt, and playing hyper-safe on investing minimizes gains. Does it seem likely they'll be able to retire comfortably? Definitely not as comfortably as the pathway they'd been on previously. The real danger with these very common mistakes is that they don't look like mistakes. If anything, they look like the logical and realistic choices to make. But the long-term consequences of these choices are often significant, and not what we might anticipate in the moment we're making decisions. In addition to the benefit of having trusted financial professional advice, awareness of common mistakes is a helpful step in avoiding their pitfalls. Staying on the course to financial goals is very simple. Simple strategies are easy to do. They're also easy not to do, and it can be seductively easy to fall into these common mistakes. The Root of All Evil by Al of FAConfessions.com We've all heard the saying, money is the root of all evil. A twist on that saying is, the lack of money is the root of all evil. That simple reframe makes a lot of sense to me. It's not money that's inherently good or bad. It's how our thoughts about money impact behavior that's really powerful. The people I know who don't have much money seem to believe one of two things. Either money is the root of all evil, or they claim to not care about money at all. Both can lead to claims that you just have to live for today, or take no thought for the morrow. I get it. If you don't have money and don't feel you can get it, pretending you don't need it or want it can feel safer. But who really doesn't want the best quality food, shelter, healthcare, or travel for themselves and their families? It's a strange thing, almost a commitment to poverty as a morally superior path. There's an element of judgment in believing that people with money must have received it in unethical or illegal ways. As though the wealthy must be corrupt, sneaky, horrible people. They couldn't possibly be moral, hardworking, kind, and generous. Or could they? The crazy part of this is that most Americans are living a few weeks to a few months away from being flat broke. I call this redlining. Your expenses are so close to your income, you're screwed if the income ever stops or decreases. Living this way is incredibly stressful, and it keeps people in a state of chronic anxiety about finances. With such high stress about money, it makes sense to blame money as the root of all evil. After all, worry and concern seem to be all money is bringing to you. When I think of lower-middle-class immigrants who arrived here, worked their butts off, and saved money, they seem to have a respect for money. They didn't believe money was evil. They saw value in the security it offered, were frugal by nature, and put money away for a rainy day. And rainy days arrive for all of us at some point. The frugal savers, regardless of income level, don't vilify money, they respect it. I have met and talked with thousands of people over the years from all different levels of income. The redliner lifestyle people tend to view money as evil, while the frugal savers recognize the benefits money can bestow. This seems to hold true regardless of income level. There are consistent savers with very low incomes, and there are miserly, anxious people with very high levels of income. This difference in how we view money directly impacts our behavior toward it. If you see money as evil and deny that you have any need or desire for it, why would you invest or save it? Chances are, you wouldn't. You just listened to the posts titled Prevent the Big Mistakes and The Root of All Evil, both by Al of FAConfessions.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business 
automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. And that'll do it for today. That is a wrap for another Monday show. Hope you enjoyed these two posts and I'll have more for you tomorrow, of course. So have a great rest of your day and I'll be back on Tuesday where your optimal life awaits.